Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And now, introducing the reigning, defending, undisputed champions of the world, your combat sport host, Maddie C. And the Mako Shark! It's time for them spiking words! Hello, good morning, and welcome to them's fighting words with Maddie C and the Mako Shark coming to you live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. Mako Shark, how are you, mate? Good, Matty. I'm very well, thank you, mate. Uh, another fine, fine Sunday yeah, it's morning. beautiful day and a bit, Almost, bit of light out there. A bit now. of light, a bit of confusion, actually, last <laughs> night. I didn't realise. Daylight savings time oh, uh, this oh. weekend, mate. Uh, took me by surprise, to be it honest. Uh, we've got a guest coming on later from Queensland, and I had it all set up for the different time slot, and then oh. I realised at the last minute, oh, boy. It's a last-minute switch-up. Mm. We, we, we do that on the fly, though, here. That's what, that's what happens, Australia's mate. number one radio show, show maker. And you mentioned some guests, maybe just uh, off the top Maybe just uh, twinkle a bit of greatness on for the uh, the audience on who we have coming up. Well, this is Australia's greatest radio show at this point. We've got a big one this week, Maddie. We've got not only are we speaking to a uh, an up and coming UFC debutant who's going to yes. take the heavyweight division by storm in Junior Tafa. Yep. Tafa Gang will be on the show this morning, Matt. Very I'm excited. Very excited. The uh, younger brother of Justin Tafa, who had a big walk off knockout there at UFC two eight four. Missed out on a bonus, did he not? Missed out on a bonus. We'll talk to that Oregon. Get the brother's opinion. So we've got oh, Junior Tafa coming on, which is very exciting. He's a he's yeah. a big hitter. Who's he fighting? because it's a brother off, isn't it? It's a brother off in a few weeks in the fight night. He's fighting Kamara Usman's brother, mm. Muhammad Usman, a big powerful man. So hey, that's what if you want to see a man built from granite? Check up. Chiseled. <laughs> chiseled. Chiseled the man chiseled. is. But uh, not only that, Matthew, yes. we've also got a big one coming up after the break. We've got an Australian icon on the show today, Matthew. Well, it's a pending a phone answer. Well, we're praying he answers the phone, <laughs> let's be honest. You're not quite 100% on that. But uh, Anthony Mundine. I can't believe it. We're finally, it's been a probably a 12-month project to, to, to get uh, Chock locked in. Yeah. The Chock lock in. Yeah, the man himself. We've got him locked in, we think. So, yeah, after the break, we can't wait to chat to him. We would like to put it out there, though, because we had such a great response last week via the text machine. If you want to get involved in the show, call in 1300 736 736 and SMS in. We're mm. going to bring up with, uh, with Mundine his rivalry with Danny Green, and we're going to open the lines up for Australia's greatest rivalries, Mako Shark. Like so, uh, Good topic. if you want to text in 0433981116 with your uh, nominations for Australia's greatest. Robbery. Anthony Mundine, Danny Green, Carlton Collingwood, New South Wales, Queensland origin, yeah. Michael Zarafa and the truth. All these sort of things. I was going to say, my first of, first rivalry for me is Zarafa and us, I reckon. That's, that's, that's the a, biggest. That's a big rivalry. It is, mate. There's a lot in Australia, but this is one of the great ones. So I can't wait to chat to Anthony about that, mate. But uh, a lot happening today, actually, yeah. right now as we speak in combat. Anthony Joshua currently fighting. He is. And what's happening uh, there? I think it's I'm round a, six, I'm round seven by now. I'm having a look here legitimately, of course. A live look um, in here live on in. live radio. He still hasn't got him out of there. So it's about round seven, eight, and he looks tired, the big boy. All those he's, muscles. Uh, 
Take yes. a lot of oxygen, Matthew. Absolutely. That's the thing. He came in heaviest. That's the heaviest he's weighed, Mako, mm. in his career. Interesting. And they said if he can't get him out of there, he might gas up. And he's been known to gas. He's been known to gas. Gassed so keep an eye on that. Come, didn't answer the bell that time. So Keep an eye on that one. Have we got Stevie Scanlon ready, Mako Shark? Well, we a, might have. For I people that are long-time listeners Give us just show, a quick rundown before we, we throw to Steve. Last week we had him on. Steve Scanlon, boxing extraordinaire, the manager of the Stars, doing a huge, huge walk for charity. Yep. Frederick Ataxia. Yes. A horrible, horrible uh, affliction, yep. a degenerative illness. He's doing it for the kids. He's going 1,000 kilometres, 1,006 to be precise, yep. walking from Sydney to Brisbane over 26 days. We had him on last Sunday. He was starting his journey, and now seven days later, he's back on the show to give us a blister update. Steve, are you with us? I'm here, boys. I'm here. Just. Oh, boy. Steve, the blister update first and foremost. How are the, how are the, the feet? Look, I wished it on myself, didn't I? I said I wanted to feel a <laughs> bit of pain, them? and I can tell you I'm in a bit of pain. Oh, yeah, they're not boy. good. How's it gone, mate? And uh, Jokes aside, how have you found it? Obviously, you would have left on a high and... Had all the support. Yeah. How have you found it being sort of in the thick of it now? Is it uh, had its challenges mentally and physically for you? Oh, definitely. You know, like the first day there were 60, 70 people. The second day there was one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was probably the, the second day was the lowest point where uh, going through Mount White and the thunderstorms. I went through three pairs of shoes before lunchtime. <laughs> so my feet were just an absolute mess. Uh, so I had to rush off to the podiatrist for her to fix them up and then. I walked about 12K out of the podiatrist um, to make sure I got the kilometres on that day. And, and once I did that, I knew that sort of nothing could stand in my way. And it's, I've had pretty good weather since then. So it is, just the afternoons are really tough. But, um, yeah, it, I, it's, it's, it's tougher than I thought it was. As a fellow uh, follically challenged man, I'm, I'm enjoying seeing the bucket hat on the Instagram. It's, it's, a key, it's a key tool for us, Steve, isn't it, the bucket hat? Well, it is, but it's actually not mine. It's uh, oh. a mate of mine, Johnny, on the first day. He, was, he noticed that the uh, the ball spots were going a bit red, so uh, <laughs> he whacked it on top, and it's, it's been a key essential uh, piece so far. So. I love that, mate. Might have to that. auction it off at the end, I reckon. Yeah, I'll do it on the charity night. That'd be good. You should get two, two or three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that that second day, or the first second day, and the rain just hit you. I felt real bad. Obviously, as you said, three pairs of shoes before lunch. That's not what you need. Mother Nature not looking after you there. But how's the weather at the moment? How are we looking on a nice Sunday? Uh, it's spitting at the moment, mm. uh, and it's meant to rain for the next few days. Um, so mentally, that's where it gets you, knowing that you're just going to be saturated for the next few days. But my beautiful wife, my two youngest, uh, surprised me yesterday. They drove down. So that gives you another pep in your step. You know, Absolutely. look, it's, it's, there's something else to work towards. So um, the, weather's, the weather's okay, but... Uh, it's been quite hot the last few days, which has been lovely. I really like it when it's sunny and warm and things like that. When it's raining, it's just long day. Absolutely. And for people that didn't listen last week, which they'd be crazy not to tune into Australia's uh, hottest radio show, but maybe just, just a quick elevator pitch of what you're doing and what the cause is, mate, just so we can you know, continually uh, drive that message home. Yeah, absolutely. So, as you said, walking from Sydney to Brisbane for... Uh, FARA, which stands for Frederick's Ataxia Research Association. So Frederick's Ataxia, there is no cure. So I'm basically trying to raise as much funds as possible to help find a cure. 26 days. Today's my eighth day. I lost a day in there. I thought I was only on now five days when I was six. So that was a great little win. <laughs> that's um, fantastic. Mentally, that's huge. But then, but then yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, just trying to raise as much awareness as possible, uh, really. So... 
Good to go. We'll jump on the socials, mate. We've got the uh, the fundraising. Hopefully, a lot of money's pouring in. I hope it is at this point because it's one hell of a hell of a cause, and we respect what you're doing, mate. And we're excited to have you back on. We'll have you on each week here with a, a blister update. It's fantastic. It's good radio, <laughs> I reckon. Oh yeah, no, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, really appreciate your support. Good on you, mate. Good luck with the rest of it. We'll touch in next week. Thanks, fellas. And someone send me a text. Let me know how Joshua goes. Hey, we'll do. Absolutely, mate. Good Cheers. on you, mate. How good's that, Matty? It's oh, just yeah. fantastic to have him on the show. It's 1,006 Ks in all sorts of weather. But I think people don't actually understand how hard it is. Oh, it's uh, And I guess also the, he's doing it from going through it himself. So mm-hmm. like it's hard to walk a 1,000. But imagine the, the weight of the mental strain Emotional of it as time. well and the yep. emotion. So, you know, the body reacts in different ways. But I'm sure at times it's been tough out there. But uh, we just want this great audience to uh, to follow along and Give him some shout-outs on the Instagram and just get his spirits up because I'm sure at times they'll, they'll drop off, but he's a pretty positive fella. So, and, and he's got a great family and a great crew around him, Mako Show. He does indeed, mate. He does. And I'm very positive now, Matthew, because yes. after the break, yes. it's happening. Is it? Chock's on. Chock's on. Well, I hope he is. I'm, I'm putting it out in the universe. I hope he answers, <laughs> Anthony. But uh, how excited are you, Matty? Oh, look, I can't be more excited, Mako Show. We've had a couple of um, texts in, too, around uh, some great rivalries. Yeah, nice. The Waratahs v the Reds. See, that's out of my remit. I don't. I don't. I'm not a big rugby guy, but apparently that's a big one. Mako Shark. Cowboys Broncos. Yes. Ford v Holden. Oh, that's a great oh, it's one. It's F1 yeah, day today. Have absolutely. you seen that they've rolled out the new supercars, mate? The new supercars. We're just dabbling yeah, into another yeah, sport like that. that we don't normally sort of dive in. But we don't. They've got. They've retired the old uh, Falcons and the Commodores. Well, they've they got do, these new whiz bang sort of ponies and the, yeah. the Chevys. I miss the old days. I do too. The Commodores versus the, the, you know, the XY when the XYs are out there and the Falcons. Well, where I was getting to with this. Fantastic. Some of the old bikes used to nearly punch on, didn't they? Oh, yeah. So they Holden were pretty, pretty fiery fellas. It's probably their, that's probably their number one, I reckon. Yeah. That's gold star holding. It was that New Zealand fellow. I forget his name off the top of my head. He was Craig Murphy, is it? Craig Murphy, yeah. He was a fiery. Garth he had, he was uh, a fiery guy. Neil Crompton and, and bloody, <laughs> oh, my brain. Neil Crompton. Neil Crompton. Larry anyone... Perkins. I was a big Larry Perkins big man back in the day, the big Perkins set. Yeah. I liked, uh, yeah, Garth Tander. Did I say Garth Tander already? No, you didn't. Craig oh, You've just, you've just named dropped the record everyone Johnson you've fan. got. So, and just a little AJ uh, Joshua update. He's in round 10 and hasn't gotten rid of this bloke. It looks like it's going the distance. This, is, um, this was a fight that the Aussie heavyweight was supposed to get and uh, they avoided him. Um, Tower. Yeah, Dempsey. the tower, big uh, yeah, Dempsey yeah. McLean. Like so yeah, yeah. I think I know why they have because mm-hmm. I don't think Franklin even can drink the same water as our, as our man, the tower. And uh, Joshua was struggling to put him away, Mako Joshua Shark. Joshua was but, washed. Um, You've heard it here first. Washed, you He's washed. Jeez, big that's call. a big call. Big call for a big radio show. I've been known to go on this uh, this radio program and make some big calls, but that's a, that's a huge call. Wow, you know. Jeez, there's a few AJ lovers out there that might not like that. Text in. Text, text, text right in, in, Mako Shark. So I think we'll go to our break and hopefully, God willing, that we'll have our man, mm. our favourite, yep. Anthony Mundine, after the break. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Maddie C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words with Maddie C and the Mako Shark. We are live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. Well, Maddie, this is it, mate. We did it. This is we don't normally get starstruck on this show because we are Australia's hottest radio show these days, and we're quite cool, calm customers. But we've got him on. I'm actually a bit starstruck. It's Anthony, the man, Mundine, and he's here with us live. How are you, mate? Going on, man. Mate, we are, as we said, we are so excited to have you on. I'm, for the first time on this show, mate, I'm a little bit nervous uh, in chatting to a guest because of our love for you, mate. But uh, first and foremost. 
how's life and what are you up to? Because we've seen you've been doing a lot with your Mundine Foundation. Yeah, no, uh, life's going well, man. I'm trying to stay busy. Uh, I'm still doing a bit of training, staying, staying pretty active. Um, you know, the, the foundation, I'm trying to um, kick some goals with that, uh, with the community stuff. And I've got a Mundane Mindset. It's a, it's a program that pretty much inspires and motivates through my stories and the hardships that I've faced and overcome just being a black man in this country trying to um, kick goals. And, um, you know, it's really it's pretty pretty deep, so people yeah. get to see that other side of me. I love that. I love hearing it from you as well because you've done a lot of uh, charity work and a lot of work for your community all through your career, which sometimes didn't get publicised, I don't think, enough. But to hear that, yeah, you've got this mundane mindset and especially the mundane foundation, giving back to these communities and people that hold you in high regard, that must uh, feel really good for you. Yeah, it does, bro. Like, you know, just put, if I can change one person's life, um, you know, the way they think um, through through my journey, through my story, through my, my career, then, you know, I'm doing, doing, doing a good job. And I know I've, I've already been doing that. So people um, come, to, come up to me and... and thank me, you know, when they, they listen to the, the mindset. And you talked about the hardships and, and everything coming through your career. How hard was it to make the initial switch from the rugby where everyone sort of saw you as a rugby player into a sport um, that was probably um, not given the most opportunities to everybody? How, how did you handle the switch? How did you handle all the media and the, you know, the naysayers and everything like that and then set such a great example for your community um, and your family? Um, well, if you, you know, people that followed my career, especially in football, first of all, yeah. well, when I left the game, I was like one of the best players in the world at the yeah. time. And, um, I was one of the highest paid players in the world at the time. And, um, you know, I really wanted to play for my country. My only goal was to, to represent Australia at a senior level because in the juniors, I represented all the teams in the juniors, junior kangaroos, juniors, um, um, Australian schoolboys, um, all the state teams and all, all that. So I just wanted to tick that box with the seniors and when I saw I was getting hard you know, hard done by by the by the by the powers power that be. Um, you know, and I knew it was just a power power trip and yeah, you know, because I was black and I'm Aboriginal and I was really outspoken, used to fight against um certain issues, especially political issues with my people. Um that they didn't want they didn't like that. And um, they just wanted to show me their power, and they, they want—I would have got picked eventually, but they just want to show me their power and show me that they'll pick me when, I, when they, they're ready to pick me. Yeah. And I wasn't—and I, I was deserving of the of the of the spot. Many many years, um, I played like six years in in the league, and probably by my third fourth year, I was I was ready to be picked, and they never picked me. So I was like, I'm out. Then yeah. they thought I was going to come back, but. I knew I had a, a dream in boxing and I was to become champion. And, um, you know, thank God I, I, I achieved that and, you know, become three-time world champion. And, you know, no one's got my resume. You know, no athlete in the world has got my resume. And, um, you know, I know who I am and what I've done and, and how I've um, overcome a lot of, lot of struggles. Yeah. Well, we here, the two of us, we actually think you're one of, if not... Australia's greatest athlete because you clocked and beat rugby. You got to the pinnacle of that, and then you went and won multiple world titles at the at the absolute highest level in boxing. And I I, I, I was wanting to ask you, Anthony, do you think 
if you weren't an Indigenous um, male or, you know, an Indigenous athlete and you were, um, you know, an, an Australian white athlete, do you think that you would be, I guess, higher praised in the public's perception of you? Mate, if I was a white Australian athlete doing what, doing what I've done, having the resume I've had today, mate, there'd be, there'd be statues in every state, every every, <laughs> no every city of me. Yeah, you know, I, I truly believe that. You know what I mean? Just it's, it's just it's just hard. Like people wouldn't understand it. You know, not not having to deal with it. You know, when that's that are foreign to it and don't understand it. But bro, like growing up in Bathurst, like you're always getting judged. You always do always racial stuff, you know, coming through the ranks, you know, in 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 sport. Yeah. And I try to break the barriers, man. And, you you know, definitely did that. Yeah. I I found it with uh you look it's always been an issue in society and especially in sport as well with uh the racism against indigenous people. We saw it with the Adam Good situation and things like that, and we've seen it with Jamara Yugal Hagen just last week in the AFL. Still this stuff keeps happening. I just feel like you know, you were pretty outspoken as well. Obviously, you're an outspoken kind of guy. It's kind of one of these situations where the general community doesn't seem to have a problem with the Indigenous guys as long as they sort of stay quiet. But as soon as they want to speak up for themselves, it seems to be when the issues arise. Do you think it was because you were so outspoken that, you know, there was such an issue and why there's so much negativity that was around you? Oh, definitely, bro. Like, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you make it, in a sense, and you're, and you're towing the line, being a good boy... And not not pop your head up. Of course, they 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 leave you alone. But as soon as you have a profile and you, you start to put your views or state your views publicly, yeah. When it wasn't um, fashionable. And now you have a bit of you have a few brothers that's um, get, um, rallying together. And and starting to um, fight, you know, um, fight that together. Yeah. So when I when I was doing it, it was one out by myself. You know what I mean? And they used to try and get other athletes to turn against me and speak against me. And I used to I used to call them out too. I didn't care. I didn't care. I just spoke the truth. No, you but definitely the, did. The truth. The, the truth's like a rock, bro. Yeah, absolutely. You throw, into, you throw into a pack of dogs and the one that hits will bark the loudest. That's so right. I knew I was on the right track. Definitely, mate. And at the start of our show, we opened it up to our audience because we knew we were having you on and you were involved in one of Australia's great rivalries uh, with Danny Green. Love to uh, get your thoughts on that. You obviously put on one of the performances of your career in the first fight and we think you comfortably beat him in the second but didn't get the decision. How do you look back on that rivalry and do you, do you have fond memories of it um, and how are you guys today? Yeah, um, great, great, great rivalry, man. Yeah. Great rivalry. Um, I think I think it was so big because of the, the racial um, factor. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was an outspoken um, black fellow that, you know, basically did my mind. So, and he was the one that was rep- representing the system and, you know, that's why I was so big. That's why I would uh, uh, broke every record there, there is to me and still, still stands today. Um, you know, uh, it sort of changed, changed a, a country, a nation, and uh, yeah. stopped the nation. And um, It certainly like did. That, and I still, I think even at that time, a lot of people in Australia didn't respect how good you were. I remember we watched that first fight with mates. We had a barbecue one night and... 
All of our mates were all team Danny Green and me and Maddie were there going, no, no, Chuck's going to school him here. Just you wait and see. And then you went out there, put on a clinic. And I think you shut up a lot of people. They couldn't believe exactly what they'd seen. They've gone, oh, dear. All right, maybe he is as good as he said he is. Yeah, bro. I, I just I just knew I, no, I, I trained so hard and I got my body mentally, physically, spiritually um, right because I knew that this was a fight that was going to be the one that's to, to be remembered, especially in this, in Australia. And um, I knew I, I knew I had the better skill. I knew he had, you know, he had a punch his chance. He, he was very strong, Danny Green. Um, so I knew he had a punch his chance. I just couldn't let him get close to me, close enough. And I just had to use my skill, defensive skill, to to you know make him miss and then make him pay. We had one uh, question from someone in the audience, mate. What was your best moment? In your career, before we let you go, um, probably my yeah. Obviously, I played um, state of origin for the for the Blues, but yep. Um, winning that first world shot title, like I told, I said, I would against Antoine, Antoine Eccles, um, Sydney Entertainment Centre, yeah, and becoming the super middleweight WWA champion of the world, super middleweight champion of the world. That was the biggest monkey off my back. And no matter what I did after that, um, I lived up to what I, what I said I would do. Yeah. Beautiful, Anthony. Well, mate, we're going to get to a break, but it's been an absolute honour to chat to you. We uh, appreciate your time, mate, and we'll try and uh, get in contact with you again, maybe have it on the podcast at some point, and we'll uh, really get into it a bit. Not a problem, brother. Anytime. Thanks, brothers. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words. With Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark, live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. Oh boy, Mako, that was a that's good radio. I great think great radio. I think that's what Australia needs a bit more of that. But I tell you what, Australia doesn't need nah. some of the text messages coming in. I tell you, absolute disgusting. Won't read them. But for anyone that's uh, sending in what we're seeing here, you're an absolute disgrace. You're a peanut. Uh, These people are peanuts. I don't know how to block people or put them in the, you know, the the, the don't text files, but I'll be asking our uh, great producer after the show because I don't like reading or seeing that. It's disgusting stuff, Mako Shark. Well, you know, it's just a a microcosm of the uh, Australian community at times. I think it's good. I think it needs to be spoken about more. You can feel the passion in his voice though when he talks about it because it's obviously something that we have never experienced, but it's something that himself and his community has. And, uh, you can tell by just the way he talks that it's Absolutely. it's still affecting him to to this day, which well, of is of course it does, yeah. yeah. And as you said, it's happening in the AFL still to this day. Hugo Hagen, and it's you just see it. It has to stop. Just on him, how good was that seeing that young boy have a career performance mm. on a night like that after the I week? He said it shows you why they drafted him. Yep. Where they dra- we're very quick in the AFL to to cancel people and ah, he's not getting a kick. He's no good, but. To put on a performance like that after the week he's had shows you exactly what that boy's made of. 100%. Um, and I think that's probably going to be his defining performance and he'll go on and really yeah, dominate. He'll yeah. be a good footballer, no doubt, Matty. And speaking of uh, dominating, when do we have our man? Is he up yet or? No, he's not. Okay, we're waiting on Tafa Gang. Absolutely, Tafa Gang. We thought, gang we thought Anthony here. might be the hard one <laughs> to get on the phone. It's actually Tafa Gang. It's all right, we'll get him. But no, I like talking about the uh, the Green Mundine rivalry. Yeah. Like, as we said earlier, in the, one of Australia's greatest rivalries. It really was. <laughs> and uh, probably we'll never get that third fight now, which is a bit of a shame. But, well, uh, you never know. We time... saw Mike Tyson fight at uh, exhibition. It'd be sad to get the exhibition for a third, though, wouldn't it? It would be. I don't think. I think 
the time has passed. <laughs> but uh, it would have been good to get that in the prime, I reckon. Do you remember when he in the second fight when he rabbit punched him and nearly the whole fight nearly got cancelled? I, I, yeah. I don't think people remember that. Like the whole thing was nearly over before it started. Well, he hit him late, didn't he? <laughs> the ref, yeah. they were in. The ref said break, and he went rabbit punch. Punched him in the back and of the bonds. They zoomed in on Danny Green's head, and he couldn't believe what hit him. And it was just a little sort of Anderson mm. Silva type. Shows mm. you the. Uh, the ability that Anthony had in his in his fists. Absolutely, absolutely. But, and uh, speaking of, we spoke about Jamar and up and coming talents. Tell us a little bit about Tafa Gang before we get him on, because he's a talent, isn't he? Junior Tafa, big talent, heavy hitter. Obviously, we know his brother Justin been in the UFC for a while now, but uh, yeah, Junior Tafa's had a big twelve months. He's gone on a tear since moving over to MMA, four and zero in under twelve months. Um, big kickboxer. Had a long, long, illustrious career in the kickboxing world. So yeah. he's just taking that across to MMA now and knocking blokes out, like, uh, just like all Tarfers can. And speaking of, let's throw to him, Mako Shark. Take us in. Absolutely. Well, you're there. Junior Tarfer, thanks for joining us, mate. How are we? I'm good, thanks. How are you? We're going well, thank you, mate. Um, how are you going? Got the fight announced. How's everything going and how's the camp going? Yeah, it's good. Uh, camp's been, been good, been long. So just uh, counting down the days till I get to go in there. Absolutely. April 23 up against Muhammad Usman, the brother of Kamaro Usman. So it's a bit of a brother off here. <laughs> Two brothers of great UFC fighters uh, making their debut here. It's exciting. How exciting is that? Probably a lot of eyeballs on this due to who he is as well. It's a good opportunity for you to make a statement. Yeah, it's a, it's a big challenge ahead. Big test, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, how do you see the fight going? Yeah. He's a heavy hitter himself, big man, chiseled looking fella. But obviously, yeah. you're right, uh, it's what you do best is hit blokes hard. So, how do you see this fight going? Oh man, I, I knock him spark out. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we spoke okay. about it when we had you on our podcast about the leg kicks. I'm not sure about uh, his full background of his career, but I reckon if you hit him with one of those big trees, mate, I reckon that'll all the, he'll, he'll know where he is and who he's fighting after one of them. For sure, man. I'll be chopping him everywhere. <laughs> Any way I can. If the opening's there, I'm going for it. So. Yeah. Unreal. Hey, you had a bit of an injury. You were supposed to fight uh, in Perth back in February at 284 alongside your brother as well. Uh, I think we spoke to you a couple of days before that injury happened, which is a bit of a shock, a bit of a disappointment for everyone. But uh, how are you feeling now after that? Obviously getting the disappointment out of the way of not fighting in Australia. Yeah, man. I, I was a bit gutted. You know, it would have been nice to have... Uh, I think both of us would have would have uh, you know displayed good knockouts in Perth, but I just had a bit of a freakish accident during uh, sparring, and I, mm-hmm. yeah, I must have uh, threw a bit too hard, and yeah, just. Uh, I think we might have fired you up, mate, hands. on the podcast, telling you to go out there and get a performance of the night, and you probably took it out in your sparring partners in the next session. Pretty much, man. I was so pumped after our podcast, I went into sparring a little bit. Yeah. No doubt. It's a common occurrence, mate. It is, really is. But uh, speaking of your brother and, you know, putting on a performance, do you think he got ripped off of the 50K bonus? He should have got one, surely, for that performance. Yeah, man. It's it's uh, not the first time it's happened to, exactly. uh, to my brother. So, like, I don't know what's going on with the UFC. Uh, hopefully, they can fix their, their mistakes. Uh, it's strange because yeah. sometimes... It's like a lottery. Sometimes you get Dana gets on there in the post fight and he's like, We're giving everyone, you know, a bonus. And then you get a guy that does a walk off KO on, on home paper, soil, yeah. massive crowd. The crowd just went crazy. We were there. It was like the loudest you could hear. And, that, you know, it's unbelievable effort and doesn't get a mention. I don't know how that works. Yeah, it was, uh, I feel like it was only the, it was the only knockout 
on the night. Yeah. But, um... It was, to that extent, 100%. It was yeah. the best knockout on the card for sure. I think next time he fights, does it again, Dana owes him 150k. <clears throat> yeah. Don't worry. Once I get in there, I will start putting it on them, man. <laughs> Talk about your fight. It's going to be at the Apex in Vegas. It's oh, going to be interesting. I think there's, a, I was going to say no crowd, but I think they have a few people in there now, maybe a couple of hundred, but... How, how are you going to go in that sort of uh, environment, fighting in the UFC on your debut, but it's going to be such a sort of small, intimate sort of uh, experience? Man, uh, you know, I just love to fight. So if I have to fight in the car park, it's, it doesn't worry me. So I just really, really enjoy fighting. This is the life I chose, man. So it's, no. it's a strange setting, the Apex. I've always thought, because I'm not a fighter, and I just couldn't imagine. I mean, you don't want to get hit, but... I imagine being in there with not much crowd, when you do get a leg kick or get a strike, you yeah. could actually hear it, which would be weird as a person in a fight trying right. to do that to your opponent. Is that something that, I guess it doesn't affect you, but it would be weird? Yeah, I, I watched my brother. I had to call on my brother maybe a couple of years back. He got a first-round knockout on um, Hansaka yep. Yep. at the Apex. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, smashed him. It's quite, an intimate, it's quite an intimate arena where, uh, yeah, you kind of the, the cage is a lot smaller, so. Tell us. So some... I think it's just uh, it's designed that way, you know. For uh, I think that yeah, it's designed for knockouts, man. Uh, that little cage in the apex is designed for knockouts. <laughs> it is absolutely it is, mate. And tell us a little bit about your sort of family and the history, because I know it's a it's a fighting family. It's in your blood. Obviously, your brother as well. We've spoken about him, and I think your grandfather as well was a good boxer. And fighting has been in your family. Tell us about how proud, you know, the whole gang is, Tougher Gang. It is a, it's sort of a, an institution, how proud they are of you guys, you know, competing on the highest level. Yeah, it's, um, my, my family is very proud, you know, but I still got a younger brother who, who no doubt will be in the UFC yeah. very soon. So you told us about him. It's going to be a family affair, man. So. Do you feel pressure coming, you know, you're, you're obviously going to be on that card with your brother and then he had that performance. Do you feel... Any pressure to you know to continue the good form of the Tafa gang, or you, you you just know that you've got the skills to go out there and do what you do best. For sure, that that's all it is. There's never any pressure it's because uh, I fight for my own reasons. I don't fight because my brother's fighting. You know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's um, yeah. It's there's really no no pressure. This is this is what I choose to do, and yeah, this is really it's mostly on me. There's no. There's no one in there with me, you know. I don't get to pass the ball. I don't get to. It's just me in there. So this is uh, really no pressure. Just my perspective is uh, this is the life I chose to do, you know. So and it's an I ex- just go in there very, very grateful and happy. I get to do it. So no, that's great. It's an exciting time too to be entering the UFC's heavyweight division as well with John Jones coming back. He's now the champ. And there's, you know, there's probably, you know, there's not that many big contenders in heavyweight at the moment. There's sort of a door open there for some sort of young talent to come through. Do you see a pathway? You can just get in there and start knocking dudes out like you know you can, that potentially some huge fights are are available to you. I was just having this conversation with my brother. He said, uh, you know, the the heavyweight division in the next next year or two, uh, me and my brother should be in the top of this division, you know. I think it'll be a race to who can take out John Jones. So. <laughs> They're excited. I was going to ask you that. What happens if you both get to the number one and two rank? We we, we can't have a taffer off. Oh man, put a hundred million on the table, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's probably it wouldn't be the first time you've scrapped, no doubt. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I, you know, I've been getting 
beaten up by my brother forever now. So, <laughs> let's man. just do it. Let's get paid for it. Why not? Great result. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, like it. So, so what, what's going to happen is um, I'll go down to light heavyweight. Ah, then, yes. Smart. You yeah. just rule the both be champions. And then your brother will come in. He'll have to cut some weight and go lighter again. Yeah, no, uh, that's the thing. My little brother is bigger than me and Justin. So <laughs> oh, wow. I've got to take one up for the team and, and drop down our division so there's not all three of us there, you know? Yeah, yeah so. well, you can't have all three. It'd be a logjam at the top. I oh, know. That's what's going to happen, pretty much. How old's your brother? How Imagine far away one, is he? Two, three, one, two, three will be me and my brothers, you know? We're just... Can't wait. How far away is he, you reckon? What's he up to? Uh, my little brother? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, he's just in the gym. Okay, he hasn't gone pro he yet or anything. He knows his, yeah, he knows his calling, and so he's just working towards it. So Love that. I love that. And we've got Bam Bam Tuivasa as well, doing what he does in the heavyweight division as well. So there's a lot of good talent, a lot of exciting fights for you guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Are you, are you trying to imply uh, it would be a good fight, Justin and, uh, well, and Bam Bam? Or? I don't want to start any beef, but that would be a good <laughs> fight, let's be honest. You reckon? I reckon. How do you think it'll go? Oh, I don't want to start. I don't want to get on anyone's bad side, mate. So He's I'm going to stay neutral. I'm got, staying neutral. No, don't be on the fence. Don't be on the fence. Yeah, Come on, Mako. Come on, man. Could be the first ever heavyweight double KO draw. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect answer. I like it, mate. Well, April 23, mate, you're in there. What If you go out there, first round KO, 50K, what's the rest of the year for you playing? You're trying to be real active? Yeah, man. I'm trying to fight four times this year. Yeah, I'm not trying to muck around, man. I, I want to finish my contract. Um, my goal is to be to have UFC strapped on one side and the WBC on the other. So. Oh, wow. wow wait. This is lofty goals. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, so, so um, that's that's my goal. I want to finish my career um, chasing a boxing world title. So. Beautiful. Well, you've done I a little bit of boxing already, that. so it's not out of your wheelhouse at all. Yeah, man, boxing is my first love, you know. It's, yep. um, it's really my... It's where my heart's at. I love to box, and um, but yeah, I just know what I can do in this MMA. I, I understand this MMA a lot better. But so, awesome, mate. Well, we appreciate you jumping on. I don't think a lot of the world quite knows what they're in for when you step in that cage, April twenty-three here against Muhammad Usman. But for the listeners at home that might not have seen him, just give us a few lines what they can expect to see, mate. Man, just straight war. I'm, I'm coming in to bring as much pain as I can, and I hope to pull his lights up quick that's what we hope too mate and we again thank you for joining us uh we'll be following along with your career and look forward to chatting to you again awesome thank you very much good on you have a good weekend guys thank you you, mate mate. live on sen this is them's fighting words with maddie c and the mako shark welcome back to them's fighting words with maddie c and the mako shark live across australia on sen and the sen app been a big episode Huge episode of Radio, Matthew. Wow. Talking like about, like, where else are you getting this I content? love how with the pinnacle we had, the, the man that's out, done it and out of his game and the man that's about to come in and shock the world. I love it. I like his, uh, his fire, Junior Tarpa. He's going to yeah. be a UFC champ and a WBA. He wants to be a boxing champ as well. And I think he's got the tools to do it. I'm looking forward to watching that unfold. And speaking of champions, this is not an athlete that's a champ, but just a little shout-out to a, a mate of mine, Mako Shark. I've played a lot of footy with this guy and he had a horrific accident 
couple of weeks ago, hitting a tree at nearly 100 kilometres an hour. Oh and he's basically broken every bone in his body. And he's yeah. in hospital up in uh, Cairns. He's listening in. He's, he's Yeah, he's doing it really tough at the moment. So just wanted to give him a shout out and say everyone's with you. We man, and we love you, and hopefully you uh, you're back walking and on your feet as soon as possible, mate. So we'll uh, we'll share a, a a link to his GoFundMe to help with his surgical costs because he's basically being repaired like a bionic man. So wow. um, you might have the unbreakable titanium. I think he'll now. have, mate. And this just for the audience want to hear about great sporting performances. I played a game of football with him one day, and he had 21 goals, 17 with four on the fulls. So wow! Over 40 kicks. I didn't have 40 kicks that season. 40 kicks at goal. At goal. Well, there you go. Against the Ardmona Cats at Ardmona. It was quite a hairy uh, crowd there that day. Well, I hope they can uh, repair his legs and his feet. They've well, got leather poisoning, these things. Get back out there and start kicking goals, Peewee. So, yeah, good on you, mate, and hopefully you heal very soon. Absolutely. More shout-outs. Who have we got fighting today? Well, yeah, shout-outs to a friend of ours, friend of the podcast. Uh, no UFC today, which is a shame. It but, is a shame, uh, but opens up something. Opens the door for another. The PFL's back, Matty, the Professional Fighting League over there in the US. Interesting sort of uh, operation they're running with the uh, sort of seasons and the playoffs and all yes. that. And last year's light heavyweight champion, winner of a million US, our man, Razor Rob Wilkinson. Beautiful. Razor Rob Wilkinson, he's back today, and he's fighting Tiago Santos, which is going to be a hell of a fight, Matty. I'm excited for it. It's uh, We spoke about it on the podcast. What's the podcast, please? Who the fuck are these guys? We've already had to do the magic dump once today, but that's Anthony, an F-double. Anthony dropped the magic. I don't know if at home you didn't hear it, but uh, our great producer was absolutely having an aneurysm out there. <laughs> what happens when you get the great man on? So we're on the pod, we spoke about it, though, didn't we, about talent retention with the PFL around this million-dollar thing, Mako. And 100%. How, how are they going to keep these guys after they win the money? How are they going to keep them coming back? And I put it out there that it should be double or nothing for a champion. I feel like it's a good idea. I think if you win the yep. million dollars, yeah, next season it should be double or nothing. Back-to-back, if you go back-to-back, two million, I reckon, oh, for Razor Rob, if he, if he goes through again undefeated. Well, if you want to keep the talent, you've got to, keep, you've got to give him a reason to be there because obviously what's happening, the, the bigger leagues, and not, it's a big league, but I'm saying the UFCs and these, they'll be watching this as like talent and thinking, hang on, these guys are actually, they, they can draw a dollar. Well, it will. At some point it'll flip because until now it's been PFL sort of taking people from the UFC. Yes. So it could flip on its head at some point, and the UFC could start ravaging them and pillaging them. But uh, Rob Wilkinson versus Tiago Santos, hell of a fight. Santos coming from the UFC himself, been there for many a year, fought John Jones, and has fought all the best in the world. So going to be the biggest test of our man Razor Rob's career, without a doubt. How do you see it going? Interesting one. I, I see our man Razor Rob getting it done. I think he's he's worked himself into this position now where he's really improved He's yeah, truly believing that he is one of the best light heavyweights on the planet. And he showed it last year. He smashed everyone in that PFL all the way to a million dollars. And Tiago Santos, he's a dangerous looking man. But uh, I think he's on the bit of a slide at the moment. So I yeah. think Razor Rob can get him. And for the audience that might not know Razor Rob, he's been doing a lot of stuff back in Melbourne and with the media. So you might have seen him and his glorious moustache. Oh, I reckon if yeah. we're talking about great rivalries and putting it out, I wish we'd put it out at the top of the episode. Real Tom Selleck. Sports, great moustaches. Because yeah. this thing is a soup strainer. It's a genuine soup strainer, this thing. It's an absolute <laughs> beauty. It's a Tom Selleck lookalike. Uh, he hasn't lost since he grew it. And if we're just talking about moustaches real quickly, I yeah. just want to get it before we end the show. It's WrestleMania today. Oh. It's WrestleMania today. Is it day one of a two-day day festival? Day one of a two-day. I don't want to talk about it too much because wrestling's in the toilet. But did you see Vince McMahon popping out this morning <laughs> with the was, soup strainer on? What was that? I've never seen anything quite like it. Is, he try, is this like a – because, you know, he had a bit of uh, controversy and was sort of uh, – 
nearly cancelled. Is he is he like coming back with one of those gimmick moustaches to try and pretend he's a different guy? The 93 cent stick on moustache from the reject shop. <laughs> I think he's doing what Jerry Seinfeld and George did that episode, a holiday from themselves, just grew moustaches. So just talk to me about this. So WrestleMania used to be one of the great things, and then they started adding hours to it, didn't they? Where you'd get there and it'd be a seven-hour seven, thing. You'd have hours. to sit out there in Bayswater, mm-hmm. club fresh for seven hours, with you know, watch it and just be like, this is hell. Now they've decided to do it over two days. Now, mm-hmm. what is the idea of this? I don't I think New Japan did it there for quite a while. New Japan okay. Pro Wrestling there. Wrestle Kingdom was two days, this big extravaganza. And I don't know, I think because it's... It's not pay-per-view anymore. It's kind of like all the networkings. You're not paying for pay-per-views. They've split it over two days. I don't like it. I think it waters the product down for mine. I just want to go back to the old school days when I was a kid. Mm. And WrestleMania was just this one event. You could get it done in three or four hours. Yeah. It had a bit of mystique about it. It was like the Super Bowl. Yeah. None of this two-day, let's just get everyone, throw them on the card, give them matches, put about six tag matches at the start to get everyone on the show. I, I don't like it. We see it in the, the MMA world and the boxing world when they have these big events. There's fights from, you know, for hours before. And they don't need – imagine they said, oh, we'll do the early prelims and the prelims on one day mm. and then come back, guys, and we'll nah. do the main card the next day. It's just stupid. I don't like it. I just wanted to talk about that because that Vince McMahon mustache really yeah. popped me this morning. So good on you, Vince. I reckon stick with it because it's a hell of a mustache. Mako Shark, uh, text here that's it's siding with Chock. Chock is a true champion, still has his boxing skills. He's very underrated. Cambosis doesn't get the, the plaudits. I reckon Cambosis gets the plaudits. He does. He does. But yeah, good text. Good text. Ch- Chock is a champion. His boxing skills are underrated. I think our radio show skills are underrated, Matthew. Another great show. Absolutely. Um, Mako Shark, next week, who have we got on? We've got the Rich Life, Rich Fogarty. Absolute warrior in the Can't sport. Wait. Love Great him. chat too, isn't he? He's a good chat. So stories. Make sure you tune in next week because that will be an episode not to be missed. I don't think Rich will drop the magic. Maybe he will after chatting to him in Perth, Mako Shark, but please tune in next week. What's the uh, Instagram again? Them's fighting words.sem. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week.